Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. And we are your host, Nathan McFly. It's your nigga, man. Quarantine poppy. Once again, week nine, <laughs> ten, thirteen. Oh, who knows, right? This is nasty. Yeah, man. Welcome, yes. Welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in. You're now and tuned in welcome. to the greatest. And you're welcome. <laughs> What's going on there, guy? <laughs> Shit, bro. Just taking it one day at a time out here in these fucking mean streets of 2020. Yo, a nasty month. And it's been a nasty fucking year, bro. Yo, like, the first five months of this year is like, you know, you know what's the crazy part about it? Like, yeah, people are dying from from COVID, right? From COVID, what? From COVID, from COVID. <laughs> what did you call it? <laughs> call it COVID. <laughs> Shit. But um, there's people that. You know that I know, like people from the hood out in Flushing, that they beat COVID and then die of something else. Oh yeah, and yo, it's just it's crazy. It's like if it's not that, there's something else is gonna take you, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you see what we're going through right now with, you know, the injustice, you know, bullshit that be going on in the street between the police and the citizens. Yo, that shit I mean, is like that shit is like a never-ending battle, bro. I mean, like, we we from New York, so you know we know this shit firsthand. This shit is nothing new to us. Like this is this is something on the regular. I mean, even us just being outside as kids, getting fucking harassed by the police, like for what? For nothing. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't nothing new. But um, yeah, I'm like, I took off for of work yesterday. Like I just closed my laptop. I turned off my phone, and I was literally like sleeping most of the day just like trying to fucking recharge because i've been feeling so fucking drained lately yeah um especially what's been going on you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of like real conversations going on right now um between friends between families like for a while it was it was politics but now it's like it's coming back to like just you know the human experience you know what i'm saying like the human experience between a black human experience, a white human experience, a Latino human experience. So it's just been like, I mean, the Asians caught it real bad at the beginning of COVID, but now we're back to black versus white in the streets. And and, and you know, you know, what's funny is that like they still catching it because you'll still get the president tweeting out China randomly, randomly. Like, like, wh- where are you getting with that, bro? Yeah, I mean, president is fucking trash. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the politics. Nah, let's not even get it there. But to to be out of your R.I.P. George Floyd. Um, Definitely. I mean, yo, dude, like when I seen that, it's like, I hate to say it this way, but it was like, yo, it's like, yo, it, that, that type of violence you can never become numb to. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like right now, I, I'm coming into a realization, at least with, within the last couple of years, that this is 
this is the behavior. Like this is this is a fucked up normality. X. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the reason why I say normal is because it happens so much and there's nothing really being done. Like at first, you'll see, you'll see the protesting. You'll see people calling, calling out for people's heads and all this other shit. But I want to see what's going to happen a month from now. So continue. There'll be another, there'll be another George Floyd. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it, it, that shit right there is what hurts, my nigga. Like hurts to the point where it's just like, where, where do we go from this? I mean, yo, Will Smith said it the best. Like he was like, racism isn't like, he said something to the, to the effect of like, it's not like we're we're seeing more racism. It's just racism is being captured on video now. So it's like racism has always been here, but now that we can actually see it, now it's a problem. No, it's just the visuals. The visuals are fucking nasty, my nigga. Like you always hear about it. You always hear about sun going down here, sun going like he said. Back in the day, there was no way to capture that. Imagine yeah, imagine in the 16, 17, 1800s capturing what happened back then. Yeah, you needed a whole damn camcorder to just to catch that uh, that Rodney King incident. You know what I'm saying? It took a whole damn fucking camcorder in the 90s yep. to show that. And that shit still wasn't enough because those dudes got acquitted. And, and still going down. Yeah, Rodney King won the civil suit. He became like a millionaire for a second, but... And then, look, a couple of... I think it was like a month or two ago. Another guy out in, out in um, Cali... Got his shit rocked by police, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't think of the names. It's like yeah. I mean, I like all the names jumbled in my head. Yeah, it's too many, man. And it's like, you know, you, then you see a, a video of the grandmother getting tossed to the floor. Yo, come on, bro. Yeah, what I would let that do to you, B? Yeah, I saw that, man. Like I, I you know, I, I listen. I know this is the wrestling podcast and all that, but yo, real life shit's that. happening, bro. You know, we are people of color. We are Latino. We are black. So it's like, you know, it is a it is a real serious subject. And I want to just commend the the people that have taken and used their platform to speak on this matter because it's important. Like, it's important that everybody talks about it because. You see the shit that's going down in fucking Minneapolis right now. Like they're burning shit to the ground, right? Like this shit is like it's 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 to a point right now. Again, since it's all out in the open, that this is like a real serious topic that people really need to like have and come to a realization. Like, yo, shit is fucked up out here. Like yeah. black people really got it bad out here. Like even though it's twenty twenty. There's a bunch of black millionaires and entertainers and all this shit, whatever. But in the fucking neighborhoods, in the fucking inner cities, like that struggle is so fucking. It's still it's real. Still here. Yeah. It's so fucking relevant. Like, so, yeah, shout out to those people that have, you know, powerful platforms and, and, and are speaking out. And, um, you know, eat a dick to those that ain't. You know what I'm saying? Eat a dick to those that are still keeping the status quo and talking about themselves and all this shit. Like, you need to use your platform, especially if you're black. You really need to use your platform, like, responsibly. 
So real quick, I just, you know, I just want to just shout out those that haven't. You know, I, I looked on Twitter. I looked on a couple of Instagrams, but I ain't see really nothing from Kofi Kingston. A couple of retweets, a couple of retweets from Biggie. Yeah. I ain't see Nathan from fucking Street Profits. They ain't even give us a retweet. Your man Dawkins is still talking about God is good. Um, nothing from Bobby Lashley, nothing from Our Truth, nothing from Apollo Cruz. Sasha Banks, you know, she went in a bit, you know, she was uh, retweeting a couple things. Yeah. But just a big shout out to Naomi, who was going in. Word. You know what I'm saying? Who was going in, who was giving direct commentary on what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like Apollo, I mean, uh, Titus O'Neil, he's another one. He had this post about his, about raising his kids, you know, in 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 the in the, in the times they were living, you know, having to have the talk, yeah, with your black children, you know, what I'm saying something that even Spanish people don't have that talk, you know, what I'm saying like, especially not white people. It's just like he's like talking about how how it is to be a father in 2020 and raise young black children, like especially young black men, you know what I'm saying? So he really, you know, he really put out a lot of like personal, um, you know, just personal commentary on what's going on. And I, I really appreciated it. Like I really did. Like, um, yeah. Um, what's crazy. I know, I know like, you know, we probably expected more of the black wrestling community to say something. And I'm not even talking about like the podcast, you know, hosts and all the other stuff. But I'm talking about, you know, like like the people you're just calling out, like the wrestlers. I know there was a couple of people in the indies that said something about it, but you know, like their platform ain't as big as a Kofi Kingston or a Big E, you know what I'm saying? Or um Sasha Banks. Even, even yeah, or Bobby Lashley, shit like that. And I know that these people were at at a wake for for Shad that they had, you know. So they were celebrating his life over there. Totally understand that. Uh, a nigga like MVP has been very very heard about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he probably get all that news, and then all this happens. Like I, I can only imagine what's going through his mind, and I'm only talking about him. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know Kofi was really close with him, and just like. You got a white wrestler. You got Randy Orton say something about it. Like, even if it was just a, a tweet, you know what I'm saying? Like, he knows he can't really speak too deep into it because he's not part of that culture. Right. But just, just him showing love, you know, I thought that, sh I thought that shit was pretty dope. Yeah, man. Same with the hip-hop fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of white hip-hop fans that love black culture, love black music. Needs to see a lot more of them speaking out, speaking yeah. up, because, you know, they love the culture. They live in the culture. They appreciate the culture. They appreciate black culture, but they need to start appreciating black people. Right. Um, My bad for, because I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing everything and shit like, like Paige, you know? Oh, yeah. White, white girl from England. She, she voiced her opinion about everything. That's what's uh, up. You know, Summer Rae. You know, voiced her opinion about everything. Ali, a Muslim who used to be a cop in Chicago, 
and knows firsthand racism. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Everybody knows that. You know, showed showed his opinion about the whole shit. You know, even like when when a fan try to like say something and he try to read redirect Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was like, "Yo, this nigga, yo, let's call for this nigga's head. Like this nigga gotta go." <laughs> you know, and he put up a he put up the picture of him with well homie's knee on on uh, Mr. Floyd's uh, head and on his neck. I mean. And he said, yo, I always wonder what y'all niggas look without your hood on. Oh, wow. That was his. And, <laughs> yo, he, they were coming after him. He said he lost about like 300,000 followers off of that shit. I bet. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, I don't give a fuck if you don't follow me. He's like, yo, what we saw is what we saw. And that's reality right there. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, and then somebody, oh, you can't say that all cops are like this, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know, I know myself, not all cops are like Definitely not. You know what I'm saying? But what he said was, he's like, yo, you're misreading what I just wrote. I said, I was wondering what you, meaning that type of cop, look like without his hood off. Because there's a whole lot of motherfuckers like that. Word up. You know what I'm saying? And just him. that See, this is a guy with a platform. Like, he had over a million followers before he said what he said. And he doesn't give a shit. I respect that. Shout out to Big Daddy Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, just shit like that. Like... Randy Orton stays tweeting and Instagramming like, yo, fuck you. I don't give a shit what you think. Stays doing that. You know what I'm saying? Then he put out a tweet, Black Lives Matter, with a whole bunch of different color fists all together. Meaning like, yo, we're supposed to be united, bro. This is supposed to be in solidarity. We're not supposed to be different. Yeah, shit is crazy, man. Oh, it's, it's insane, my nigga. It's insane. And it's like, yo, now all that writing shit is going to start coming to New York because we're seeing it little by little out here. I mean, yo, let it, man. Let it. So at the end of the day, it's like these people, you know, the people at the bottom just have zero power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this shit is deeper than rap, man, because, you know, the way the hood is designed and redlining and segregation and you know this that shit still there's still remnants of all that shit like that shit still exists in a certain way so this isn't just like a simple conversation it's, this isn't like oh you know you're just against cops nah it's not that that's not that's not the fucking thing right there has nothing to do with that and you know i know wrestling is it's kind of a like get away from the realities, but honestly, this is why I, I, I always shout out the Nation of Domination because even though it was just a gimmick or you know characters, whatever, but it just provided a certain strong black mentality that regardless of whatever was going on around them, that they just stood like true to the what they believe. Exactly. You know, you got fucking Street Profits playing golf and with the fucking Viking Warriors. Like, like, bro, like, what's up? Like, do you know your Street Profits? I, I got a big problem with Street Profits. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Street or Profits. So it just, it just puts a weird taste in my mouth. But, pause. But, um, yeah, so bring back the Nation of Domination. Bring back Strong Black characters to WWE. Bring back Bad News Brown. Yo, what would Bad News Brown be tweeting right now? <laughs> what would that nigga be talking? That nigga will be in Minneapolis oh, right now. That nigga be calling everybody Jive Turkey. For real. 
Walking along with his fucking, his fucking rat. Remember when he, he used to be like, he's like, I see you. He's like, I see you with all your yellow bellies. Ben <laughs> <laughs> Brown will be looting in a in, in in a Target right now with a big ass raccoon. <laughs> let it, letting go, letting go the raccoons. The <laughs> letting possums. go the possums. The possums, the possums bro. Oh man! Yo, well, once again, man. R.I.P. Mr. Floyd, Mr. George Floyd. Your name's gonna live on, man. And it sucks that I gotta live on through a through a tragedy, but maybe this maybe this one might be the wake up call, man. Word. Hopefully, this, man. this is the it's first time I'm like seeing riots like this since L.A. So, like I said, there's a lot of real conversations happening right now. Yeah, like, man. Conversations that I haven't really seen before. So, yeah, it's it's on our white brothers to make it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, yo, dude, that's 100 percent fact. 100 percent fact, B. For real. But um, uh, to move away from reality. Shout out to Apollo Crews. <laughs> Word. Shout out to Apollo Crews. He's the United States champion. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And my yo, son, my son is crispy. Yo, WWE better not take that belt off him now, bro. Nah, they gonna not, riot. <laughs> not for a while. Not for a while. And he's dope too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Homie, homie, dope, man. Homie, dope. But, uh, Yo, real quick, like, how did that even? How did he even get in a position to to, to get a, a well, title? Wanted to talk about it when we get there, but I guess we'll talk about it now. <laughs> but um, okay. nah, I mean, he's been on a roll lately, uh, especially with a couple of wins on Raw, a couple of tag wins as well, and he's been coming for Andrade. And then you know, he had that nice run going into the ladder match, and then had to come out of the ladder match because he got injured. Oh, and also, wait, shout out to Aleister Black. Aleister Black, too, left a nice little post about everything that went down. Oh, very um, nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, he couldn't he couldn't perform. He came back. So his whole story was, like, you know, just coming back from that. Like, he's, ne- he's always been told that he wasn't going to be a champ and all his other shit. And, yo, this guy's been on the main roster. He got called up from NXT four years ago. This is crazy. First title, first time ever, like, actually fighting for a title. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to say the the ladder match, but the thing is he ain't even get into the ladder match. And then if you win that ladder match, then you get the title. Then, I mean, not the title, but you get the title opportunity. So, you know, he's actually been getting some steam, and that whole win against Andrade was just that, – that shit was just, like, out of nowhere to me. Because he hit him with a move that he usually never wins with. You know what I'm saying? Word. But he hit him twice with it, and it kept him down. I was just like, yeah. good, too. And what I loved about it the most is that he had a crowd with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, even if it was just 30 people there, there was still people there that rejoiced that, that moment with him. It wasn't in an in a empty arena. It was with people there. I liked it, too. Yeah, man, and yo, shout out to Apollo Cruz. He definitely deserves it. He's fire in the ring. I remember when he was, uh, I think his his name on the Indies was uh, Uwa Uwa Nation. That's what he called himself. <laughs> but and, and yo, I remember when I, I heard his name and the WWE was like interested in signing. I'm like, damn, why is Triple H interested? I was like, I never really heard of this nigga. And then when I looked through his shit and I seen like, yo, 
you know, homies were like about six feet, 260, brolic, doing moves that cruiserweight does. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, this nigga's doing um, fucking standing moonsaults and shit. I was like, okay. Come, uh, comes to NXT. He has a pretty good run. Uh, I think his first loss was to Finn Balor. This is when Finn Balor was hot in NXT. So his first loss comes to Finn Balor. And then, he, you know, he picks up wins here and there. And then they moved him up mad quick to the main roster. But as soon as he got into the main roster, he wasn't doing much. I mean, they put the mic in front of him. He didn't have no mic skills. I feel like now they have there's something in there's something going on backstage with the production in Raw that's really helping him. And I feel like he's really coming into his own. He doesn't have a big character. I just think they need to let him be him. Cause like even when he was going back and forth on Andrade, and that's another one that I love. They're letting him be him. They're letting him talk Spanish whenever he wants, but then he'll explain himself in English. With like that that about to get that IC title. Yeah, but like with that dark tone. You know what I'm saying? And making him sound like a like a foreign heel. Even though like they're saying that shit that shit is not played out, bro. Foreign heels will never be played out. But um back to back to uh Paulo Cruz. Like they're letting him be him. And then, you know, he's like, Yeah, really? Really? You think I can't you think I can't fuck with you? And then, you know, gave him a little smack in the face, you know, looked at him, you know, like, what up, nigga? I'm here, nigga, what up? Like, let him do that. Let him be fuck let him be the normal dude. Fuck it. Like that, it's working. Not everybody needs a big character. I understand the the placement of characters within this realm of pro wrestling, but some of these guys just are better off without a character. No, yeah, he doesn't have to have a character, I guess. But put him in put him in good situations where yes. he doesn't look ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a good champion. Yeah, man. So, you know, I'm fu- I'm fucks with that. You know, once again, congratulations to the brother Apollo Cruz. He is the United States champion. How about that? A black man as the U.S. champ. How about that? Well, I mean, he just had a Mexican as a U.S. champ, so Wait, um, fuck it. I think it's possible. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the times they were in right now, dude, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that's dope. Uh, AJ Styles got traded over to Raw. I mean, to, to SmackDown. And, you know, a lot of people saying maybe because, like, he's been really uh, voicing his displeasure about his boys being let go. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, you know, like, I, I understand that. You know, they came in together, and they, they've, they've never really been apart too much. But... Hey man, it is what it is, and I feel like uh, AJ Styles. <laughs> I feel like AJ Styles is gonna really, uh, really do his thing. Cause last time he got traded over to SmackDown, he had his uh, he had his nice title one for a whole year. Oh, uh, sexy time together. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is uh, <laughs> the revival. The revival. Wow, really? No, what's the names? Really? Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, dude. I don't know. I think this is, you know, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it later. My bad. Didn't mean to bring up the revival so early. This fucking guy, bro. What were they going by? The OC? What was the name of their tag team? They were, they were Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Or they were, like, they'll be known as the Good Brothers and shit. The Good Brothers. That's Good Brothers? 
Hey, hey J-Style. Yeah. Only if they would see what you're doing right now, but yeah. What do you mean? Am I not on film? Yeah, <laughs> but this is more audio than anything, you know what oh. I mean? Like... <laughs> we'll put a clip out. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> got you, AJ. Don't worry. About oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, Yo, Roe was kind of Roe was kind of weird. It was it was light. Roe was light. It, it man. was light. You know what I hated about Roe? Can, can I tell you what I hated? <laughs> I hated I hated Edge's promo. Yo, they got to take that world's greatest wrestling match out of the title of that match. It's just listening to him talk, he was like, I'm going to go to the deepest part of my soul. <laughs> it's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to wrestle this nigga for the third time in three weeks. Like, Second, second, my friend. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. Uh, like, but just thing- making it up like it's super deep, but well, the thing is, it's because of their history. I know, but it's like Undertaker vibes. Like, I got Undertaker vibes. He was like, I was waiting for him to say rest in peace. <laughs> at the end of that fucking promo. That's how, like, mysterious and dark he was. I was, bro, I got a fucking, I took a screenshot of his face. <laughs> because he just looked so ridiculous. I know this isn't going to be on the pod real quick. I just want to show you his face. No, show me the face. And then you tell me, what is his face? What is his face telling you? I got to take a shit. <laughs> I'm looking at his promo like, yo, who is this for? Like, who is believing this right now? Who thinks this is necessary? I don't know. Yeah, that, that promo threw me off. It was good seeing Nia Jax. Oh man! Um, I did have a question for you. Yes, I wrote down a question while I was okay. watching that vlog. Um, the Kevin Owens, yes, wrestled. Did you watch one? I forgot his name. Fuck, he's one of the new guys. Uh, Buddy Murphy? No. no. Whatever. He wrestled. Oh, oh, um, not Buddy Murphy. What's this nigga's name? Uh, I know why you said Buddy Murphy though. Huh? I know. I I know why you said Buddy Murphy because they kind of look alike. Austin uh, Austin Theory. Yes, he hit him. Did Did you see Austin Theory's finisher? Oh uh, no! The wing Clipper. What that? What Wing Clipper? Really? Yeah. Am I am I am I botching this right now? Uh, to be honest, I'm not even sure, bro. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, bro. It was a nasty, nasty, nasty move. Oh my god! It was like a butt suplex. Oh, um, no. We're t- we're talking about we're talking about uh, Angel Garza. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's who we fought. Oh, I'm bugging out right now. My bad, bro. So Angel Garza does a move called the Wing Clipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that move? It's like a package, a package pile driver. Nah. Yeah, because it's like a front face power driver, but it's a package pile driver. I know. Yeah, it's a foot. He literally just drops 
the dude on his ass. Yeah. It's nasty. <laughs> and seeing Kevin Owens do it. <laughs> yo, it took every ounce of strength for Kevin Owens to get his legs up so he could do that move. You got to go back and look at that move, son. That move is... Yo, but <laughs> Kevin Owens is a big dude, my nigga. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He looked like he looked like he did like this little like, you know, when you pick your shorty up and you just <laughs> he did some weird shit like that, but then put it up, just dropped him on his butt. You're like, oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you know, nasty. <laughs> Yo, you're like, ah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, fucking Kevin Owens, bro. Hold on. No, I seen it. I seen it, bro. All right, so I I just I just don't understand though how they got Kevin Owens losing. He just got back. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the way he did it. Yo, dude, no lie. It looked like it took a lot of leg strength to even hold up Kevin Owens, yo. In that position. That's yeah. A- that was impressive by the the Monday Night Raw playboy over here, fucking Angel Garza. That's the kind of move when you pop a, a little blue pill. <laughs> and you just start putting shorty in all kind of moves and you just invent that. It's like, <laughs> come out with that one. Holy shit. Yo, remember? <laughs> Yo, fucking, uh, and Baby Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, smashing. <laughs> My son is clapping cheeks. She's <laughs> losing her mind over it. Yo, that is crazy. Yo, man, shout out to Bing Rames, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I said, bro, Raw was was meh at best. I mean, now we we got a we got a new rivalry between uh, what is it? Um, Jesus, Seth Seth Rollins Jr., Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Now, people see this. Yeah, I know people see this, and you know, I'm always gonna compare it to when everybody was going crazy for Hogan. Right? Like, this is like Hogan versus one man gang. McIntyre Hogan? Yeah. Basically. They just they just building people up so he could just have somebody to wrestle. And I feel like they're trying to do their best. Just Bobby Lashley doesn't scream world champion. Yeah, he doesn't, but I li- I like him and um I like him and MVP together. I like that because he sucks on the mic. I'm sorry. In the ring, what he does is dope. He plays his part. He plays his part. That big dude is very agile. Love that shit. But he needs somebody to talk for him. Just like when he was with Leo Rush, that was like the perfect pairing. The perfect pairing. And it looked good when he won the IC title. Like him with MVP, somebody who could talk on the mic. Like, I'm just waiting for this MVP stable. I'm waiting for MVP just to come out in all black with a fucking beret, bro, and be like, yo, what's good? My God, if you did that. 
Dios mío, Dios mío. If I, I, cur- I, can see, I can see Woodrow on www.shop.com waiting for the t-shirt. Shout out to the nation of domination. Hey. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Where we got to see if we get Sabio Vega on the pot. And F you to the big boss man. Ooh. Whoa. That's the closest thing we had as a cop. Yeah, but RIP and Big Boss Man, though. F you to the Mounties, too. <laughs> but Big Boss Man's dead, bro. <laughs> yeah, but F you to the Big Boss Man character. <laughs> All right. And the Mountie. The Mountie. And shout out to Nails. Shout out to Nails. <laughs> shout him out. Holy shit. Some bro got a prison and fought a cop. He's like, I'm coming for you, boss man. That's how you know he's real. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I like everything that happened on Wednesday though with NXT. I know there's people that didn't really like. I guess you could say, uh, Drake Maverick winning that triple threat match in order to qualify for the the finals for the Cruiserweight tournament. But listen, everybody's talking about that Kushida should have won. Kushida should have never left New Japan. But listen, Kushida left New Japan because there was really nobody else there for him to face within that uh, juniors division they have in New Japan. He's faced everybody there multiple times. The the motherfucker must have got bored. Like, why not go to another Cruiserweight division, go where you'll see athletes that you haven't really came across with you know what i'm saying and go see what's up he was looking like he was going to win the match and drake maverick drake maverick stole the win as he had his finisher this uh this arm bar on jake atlas and shout out to jake atlas because he's been the one spotlight in this whole tournament like the tournament was stacked with mad dope people like i'm not even mad that swerve didn't win swerve had a lot of great moments, but I know his moment is coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Swerve is going to be that nigga soon. Uh, Kushida, another person, he's going to be that nigga soon. He's going to hold some type of title very soon. Uh, Maverick, on the other hand, he just has an intriguing story right now that he has a lot of the WWE Universe behind him. And it all started with when he got fired. He didn't get furloughed. He got let go. You know what I'm saying? Didn't he cry on his fucking Yeah, and like, yo, shit had like three, four million views on that one, you know, two-minute post he did. You know, of course, WWE saw money in that, bro. And then he's he's just he's just a character. Like everything he was doing with the 24-7 title with R Truth was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was. You know what I'm saying? And then him now doing all this, being more of a of a serious person, but still leaving that door open to be a weasel the way he won that match. You know what I'm saying? A weasel. Yeah, a weasel. Just like fucking Bobby the Brain Heenan, bro. Fucking weasel, bro. <laughs> but, um... Shout out to Bobby has, <laughs> word. He has a He has a more meaningful role on TV at the moment, so I'm not, I'm not even mad that he won. I'm excited to see what's going to happen between him and... Uh, <laughs> Another NXT newcomer, Hijo de Fantasma, straight from Mexico. Dude is fire. I seen him in AAA. Fire, fire. fire. But I still think there's like a, there's something that's going to happen. Of course, I feel like Drake's going to lose. 
is going to be a, a steal from Fantasma here. Because there's like this gang of luchadors with masks that come around NXT and start stealing niggas. Like start start kidnapping wrestlers and shit. Oh shit, word. So when they try to do it to him, he's the only one that got away. So I'm like, ah, oh, this has to play into something. You know what I'm saying? I'll be dope if it plays into the match. I thought I should have be fired. Or so I, I can see a lot of stuff going on there. And, you know, there's rumors now that Maverick might not be leaving. He might be staying. Uh as we've seen, you know, Drew Drew Gulak got, came back. They re-signed Drew Gulak. So, I mean, anything can happen in the, in the WWE universe, man. And shout-out to Matt Riddle. There's a lot of talk about him moving up to the SmackDown, to the SmackDown roster. Saw that. He had a hell of a fucking match between um, him and uh, Timothy Thatcher in a cage match with Kurt Angle refer- re- refereeing the match. He did a, cork, uh, a corkscrew moonsault. Off the cage, shit was fire. I mean, the whole match. He got choked out at the end, but the whole match was was amazing. Like it just gave us like that UFC feel. You know, he, they're both catch fighters. Catch fighters meaning, you know, like I to to just say it in layman's words, like the realest you can get in wrestling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Without killing a nigga. UFC, realest shit, you could kill a nigga. Word up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I fuck with the bro. Yeah, that's yeah, the bro. Man. That's the bro right I fuck there. Fuck with the bro. Uh, the and bro. coming up to SmackDown is very intriguing because I would like to see what happens if Brock Lesnar comes back. Back to SmackDown? Just back in general, because Brock Lesnar moves where Brock Lesnar wants to move. Yeah, but he's more on Raw, no. Well, he was more on Raw because he wanted to face somebody there. You know, like, he'd just be moving wherever he want to go. Well, we're getting closer and closer to having the bro versus... The beast. The beast. Definitely, man. That's going to be really dope. I think, I think the bro should wear some wrestling boots for that one. Yeah, before... Just my opinion. <laughs> just my opinion. With COVID, you know, being barefoot, you know, doesn't doesn't seem kosher. Like, <laughs> then he then he can't just flip his flip flops no more. Nah, yeah, it's all right. Just do the abuelita and throw them shits. <laughs> and keep but the way he comes into the ring, he's like, Nah, yeah, I fuck so, I fuck so. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I fuck with the bro, But um, bro. This uh this past weekend we had AEW's Double or Nothing, a second installment of Double or Nothing. Uh did you get to see any any of it? I saw the uh the Wild Stadium Stampede. Oh. Um I, I actually watched that. I don't know why. <laughs> it had its moments. I'm, it had guessing you, I'm guessing you weren't uh, a fan of the match. It had some cool moments. Um, I don't know. Go ahead, talk about it. Just I'll give I'll give my my commentary. There's there's a couple moments that I did want to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the event itself was was pretty good. It started off pretty hot with the with the ladder match. Uh, it's just you know, of course, you see that match and the whole stipulation of the match, getting a title shot. But this is not getting a title shot when you want. This is getting a title shot for the next 
pay-per-view event. And then, you know, they had the big, uh, whatchamacallit, Vegas chip there, you know. and Money in the bank. Basically, <laughs> money in the bank. Money in the bank. But what I really liked about the match, one, Darby Allen had a crazy spot where I thought he, he almost died, bro. Yo, man, yo, he went to the top of one ladder and with his with his skateboard, he was going to ollie off the ladder onto somebody and he ended up just ollieing off, off to himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Yo, that guy, I don't know what runs through his body, but that dude seems to be like numb to pain, bro. Like just the shit he be doing. Yo, shout out to Darby Allen, bro. I said, yo, I said since the moment I seen him, be signed to AEW, I was like, yo, this guy's going to be a fucking star. And I still think that. I mean, I know he's been on like a 50-50 type of booking. But he's but, young. He's still young. Yeah, he's young, and I, I feel like yeah, I feel like he's going to be a star very soon. Um, I Brian also like... Cage. Yes, I like the fact that the last participant of the ladder match wasn't another ex-WWE guy. It was Brian Cage. Brian Cage, I mean, a lot of people already have speculated him going to AEW for the last couple of months now because his contract with Impact was up. But it was a great, great thing to see. Because to be honest, everybody in that ladder match, I couldn't really see going against Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose's title run has been meh. You know what I mean? It hasn't been really all that. Like, he's fought Frankie Kazarian, Hager, Brody Lee, and Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Those, those and three out of four of those guys are ex WWE guys. It's like that's been seen before, but never at a stage where it's like now, where it's for a world title. But still, it hasn't really been all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not hating on Moxley. Moxley's character is dope. I like, dope. I like, his, huh? His character is dope. Yeah, but it's just like it's not. I don't know. I, I feel like it's not really hitting, and. You know, the AEW fans, they, they're not going to say that shit. They're they going to rock with the shit. With, with I like it. Is. Yo, I know. Yo, honestly, I hated Dean Ambrose in WWE. Like, every time I used to see him, I used to be like, yo, that dude is a fucking cornball. But seeing him in AEW is just, again, he gives me Stone Cold vibes. Me. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like he's going to get to that point. I feel like he doesn't really need a title. I feel like he can beef with pretty much anybody. Okay. Um, and I love Brian Cage, bro. I love that dude, Pause. <laughs> he went to, like, one MLW event, and he was there. No, nah, that was an Impact event. Yeah. Oh, was, oh, that's right. It was the Impact. Impact. It was oh, Impact. And he was killing it. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck? Why the fuck is he here? Why isn't this dude in, in WWE or somewhere else? Like, Yeah, yeah I remember. You, you were, dude, you were pretty enamored by him. Too much of a monster, bro. So seeing him... You know his debut. I could see him winning the title. Okay, I could see him winning the title. And you know what? Shout out to uh, HR, the Job is Here podcast, the homie Janelle. Oh yeah, she she has a big issue with him, even being in that <laughs> match. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> got real spicy with me on, on, on Instagram and shit about that. Talking about first of all, he he just got here. That, the ink is still dry. I mean, the ink is still wet on the contract. Uh, your mom. Your mom. Brian Cage? That's going to be your new champion right there. For sure. I, see, I don't know about all that. I know about all that. <laughs> all right. Like, 
my my whole thing is nobody in that ladder match really posed a threat to John Moxley if they would have won. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, like they had, like you know, she had stated they had this whole video package for Scorpio Sky on how you know his wrestling career was supposed to be over, but you know he kept going and nobody believed in him. You know, like you know the regular regular shit. But even if that hyped up anybody, there's still no, there's still no substance at, in him being a singles a singles guy. He's known as being part of SCU. He's known as being the first tag team, you know, one of the first guys to hold the tag team titles in AEW. He's known as a tag team dude. He's not a singles wrestler. I get it. Exactly. So he has to build himself up there. Like if he was being built. Two months going into this shit, then you'd be like, oh, shit. Then you start thinking, like, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe they're building Scorpio Sky for this. I've never had that. Like, I know he had that match with Jericho, but it was just more of them telling the story there, you know, of just like, you know, Jericho, you know, everybody's always dying Jericho, and then he, you know, Jericho comes and wins like a slime ball. All good. But... I just never had that type of vibe from uh, Scorpio Sky as like a challenger for a singles title. Not just yet, just not just yet. You know what I'm saying? And Brian fucking Cage, though. He makes, he makes a better a better opponent for Moxley. Which whichever way they want to go with it, at the end of it, I feel like it, it, he just makes a better a better uh, opponent for him. You know what? And him being with Taz. Is another great thing. I just think that shit is ass, my nigga. I, I don't like. <laughs> Why is is it giving you Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman vibes? Not even, not even that. I'm just, I'm hearing the way Taz is talking, and he's like stumbling over his own fucking words, and he's like, I don't know. I'm looking. I just don't want him talking. Like, just, just do what you do and analyze moves. Like this shit is fucking HBO, and you're analyzing a boxer or whatever the fuck. Do that. You know, stick to commentary. Him as a heel manager or whatever this shit is, I, I just, when I first seen it, I was just like, ah, okay. why the fuck? I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I saw okay. it and I'm just like, fuck yes. Like, you know, I think, I think eventually Taz will like get the hang of it and just, he, it kind of gave me Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar vibes. I'm not going to lie Everybody, Yeah, everybody's been saying that. And, of course, obviously, Taz coming from that, from ECW, being around Paul, like, I can see. But it's Brian Cage, bro. That dude is going to come through. He's going to slam niggas. He's going to throw niggas through the fucking ring. That's going to be a new champion, bro. Watch. I mean, let's see what happens, bro. And then uh, shout out to Janelle when he becomes a champion. I want to hear reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> um so we had a couple there's another couple of matches uh two young young guns had a match MJF and uh Jungle Boy Jungle Boy Jack Perry uh yeah yeah I, I, I'm look listen I'm I'm a fan of MJF me too you know what I'm like saying I mean Jungle Boy's all right but it's just I don't know, like the match seemed meh. Like I don't know what else to say. Like I don't know what to, what else to call. It. Like it, it didn't really it didn't really intrigue me or nothing like that. 
I don't even know who won, but I assume MJF won. Yeah, MJF won. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I, I didn't really get too much of a good vibe from it. Uh, we had the AEW championship match. Very hard hitting. Like, they let them they let them basically go ape shit. And they act, I actually like that they, you know, what happened? You hear that? Oh, there you go. The whole wah, fucking wah, wah, wah. fire department is... Coming to the building? No, nah, they fucking rolling past my building. My bad. <laughs> but uh, what AEW did with Brody Lee, they built him pretty well. I mean, besides like the whole like Vince McMahon reference to his uh, to his gimmick, I feel like that match was very hard hitting, you know, with the blood and all this other shit. But like I said, man, like I don't know, it's something about this championship run with Moxley, bro. Like it's just the matches aren't like, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is such a crazy championship match. Like I haven't gotten that type of vibe off of him yet. Okay. Did they make Brody Lee look good? Yeah, for what he is, which is to get the other person over. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's how he was going to be used in WWE. You know, like he would be a great mid-card champion, but once he gets to that big dance, uh, does a main event, not for any of the big four pay-per-views, but probably for like a shit. I don't know, for a backlash or some shit, he's going to, you know, go against somebody just to make the person look good because he's just that good. That's the type of talent he is. He's like a great enhancement talent, you know? But, uh, you know, shout out to them for, you know, giving it their all. And then we have the stadium stampede match. (laughs) I feel like they kind of took a jab at WWE, because WWE was supposed to have their WrestleMania at a, at a football stadium, and they had the stadium stampede oh, yeah, match yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Jacksonville. But, yeah, you know, yeah. big up to AEW for that one. And I think it was what it was supposed to be, like a clusterfuck of shit, bro. They, they had the whole stadium to their, you know, to their disposal, you know, Starting off the way they did, running towards each other. Like, you seen Sammy Guevara come in with a fucking drop kick on somebody. That shit was fucking insane. He's pretty dope. Dope. Yo, Sammy Guevara is nasty, bro. Yeah, homie's nasty. And, you know, a lot of people was like, yo, I thought they were going to give, like, a cinematic vibe. Like, I, I thought this, they couldn't do a cinematic vibe the whole way if it's using a whole stadium. That's what I think. Like, they gave you certain parts of it. Where it's um well uh Adam Page, Adam Hangman Page and Jake Hager. Where they're fighting and then they just go to the bar and get a drink and then they start fighting again. Yeah. You know? And then you got Santana talking about in a three foot pool, he can't swim. <laughs> yo, bro, yo, shout out to fucking LAX Proud and Powerful. Like those dudes is loving this shit. They're having so much fun. You could tell. You could tell that they're having fun. I love how how the Sasong and the Adobo always make a fucking... <laughs> it always makes an appearance and shit with those. I love that shit, yo. So, shout out to those oh, dudes. Or a, a picture of Mark Anthony. 
<laughs> they having bad fun with it, yo. I I I love that shit for real. No, I fucks with the bed. You already know, man. Shout out to Ortiz and Santana. Um, I don't know where to go with Matt Hardy though. Okay, I never knew where to go with Matt Hardy. <laughs> like he, I feel <laughs> it's just. A guy suffering from multiple personalities. Was that schizophrenia, right? So he says schizophrenic. No, not schizophrenic, right? Or is that? Oh, it's like multiple personality disorder. Yeah, yeah. What what, what is that shit called? Bi- right. Is he bipolar? No, not bipolar, right? I don't know. He's something. He has a mental health issue. So <laughs> yeah, a wrestler with a mental health issue, bro. You know what it is? Like, he's a really smart guy, obviously. You can tell. He's very intelligent. He's very, like, artsy, and he pays attention to, like, detail of the things he does. Yeah. He's decent in the ring, I guess, you know, still. He's not my favorite wrestler, but I just think he has kind of like that. He has this kind of nerd wizard wizardry thing about him to me. You see him. You see him at the park re- reenacting uh, Lord of, Lords of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, like he he's like he's the guy that's like critiquing. He's critiquing fucking um, Hogwarts. What's this? Um, fucking Harry Potter. He's like critiquing Harry Potter shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, his head and just. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he seems like one of those kind of guys, which is fine. Whatever, just not. For me, I I think my favorite my favorite spot was at the end, bro. When when Omega had Sammy Guevara and he got him in the one wing angel, that yo, that drop, woof, no fear. Did that That, shit with no fear? Yo, no, both of them. Right. And once again, shout out Sammy Guevara, yo, for whoever thinks he's getting buried. Because he's not winning a whole lot of matches and all this other shit. That kid is getting to learn from some really, really good talent. Like some some talent that are gonna be known as greats later on. Sure. But, you know, between Kenny Omega, the Bucks, he, he's in there with a legend like Jericho, um, Santana and Ortiz. Like this kid, and he's always stealing the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in every big match that they have together, he's always stealing the show, and I just love the fact that that's that's what I think that's what AEW does does really good. They know how to promote the young talent and try to build the star, even though like they're not building the star with like crazy caliber wins all at once. It's just like a steady slow burn. You know what I'm saying? They waiting for that pot to simmer. Right. You know, so shout out to them for that because. Sammy Guerrero looked like a looked like a star there, man. Like a Spanish god. Spanish god. I don't know how to speak Spanish. Ain't that some shit? What is he? Colombian? He's Cuban. He's Cuban, B. He's Cuban, B. Shout out to my Cubanos, yo. Yeah, but that motherfucker can't even say yo quiero arroz con pollo and shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Hey, there's a lot of shit I can't say neither. <laughs> Like, I can't say no to food. <laughs> 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 no to weed. 
So um, we also got Cody versus Lance Archer for their newly minted uh, TNT championship, which is, I guess, the mid-card title for them. Ugly-ass fucking hubcap. Well, they said that it's not done yet. It was supposed to be gold plates. They were supposed to be gold plates. A little more detail on the plates. So. Oh, is it COVID? Yeah. That's nasty. But all right. COVID's taking everything, bro. We'll see what happens when they put out the real deal. Ooh, it's going to look just like the 24-7 title. <laughs> but uh, he beat Lance Archer to become the inaugural TNT champ. Oh, you see that, what you just did right there, that yawn? That was Mike Tyson on the side. Yo. <laughs> there was some cringeworthy-ass moments, bro, throughout that whole pay-per-view. Um, just seeing Tyson there kind of had me like, what? Why? <laughs> so forced. It looks so forced, bro. Yeah, it didn't look natural. That point where where Tyson was yawning, the announcer was like saying something like, "Oh, it's so diabolical and evil," uh, and then Tyson's like, "Yeah, he's like whatever." He took the camera off that nigga real quick, so they're like, "Oh." <laughs> but it was enough. It was enough, my nigga. Yeah, it was. It was enough. And Yo, what's up with Cody, bro? What about Cody? Talk to me. Like, why my son be putting himself in so many like great opportunities? He's he's booking himself the way his dad did, bro. But I mean, <laughs> Dusty used to do that shit all the time. He's known for that. I get it, but I don't get it. All right. So my thing is this, right? They use Tyson, and then they use Tyson to deliver a mid-card title. So whatever, right? And it looked, it looked kind of the same as the Austin Shawn Michaels match. Yeah, just a nasty version of it. You know what I mean? Because nobody Tyson could have knocked nobody out. You know, Tyson, every time he's pointing, he flexing. You see that. He's like, he's loving the fact that he lost about a good 30 pounds. He's like, mm, mm. Tyson flexing looked, with that finger. Tyson was looking like he couldn't even hear what the fuck any of them were saying. <laughs> My son looked like he was fucking deaf out there and shit. <laughs> and that flex that he gave. That was a nasty flex. Yo, my nigga, that's a fit. That's a fifty-plus flex, my nigga. And that's the shit, right? Like, do we need a fifty-plus-year-old? You telling me there was no other? They could have got what's his name from the UFC, the Russian cat. They could have got McGregor. Oh. They could have got somebody else, bro. You bringing back Tyson? Like, my son Tyson is a podcaster. He's a fucking weed connoisseur. He's not the baddest man on the planet no more, bro. No, he's like mad chills now. Yeah, yeah, he's not killing niggas in the ring no more. My son is literally just smoking weed, talking to people. And this is who you brought for what? Like you you, you for those for those headlines. Yeah, but it was for those headlines, bro. Because they never got an ESPN headline. They never you know, like just just they, that crossover, that that crossover mentality. That's the shit that WWE always does and gets hated for, you know. And you can see the tweets if you want. Like people were pe- people were like making fun of it because he was yawning. And then at the end of everything, they're like, "Yo, you know, 
This is something that I know us as wrestling fans hate, but I think AEW did it really well with Tyson. And what's what was so well about this? It was actually bad. Fucking WWE brings the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing at the moment, Tyson Fury, and niggas thought that shit was why. Tyson Fury knows at least how to fucking talk at the moment. You know, he's like, you know, he got like that that McGregor swag. You know what I'm saying? Because he thinks he's the best in the world. Right. You know, they bring Cain Velasquez to have a fight with Brock Lesnar in a WWE ring. Yes, they had it before, but it's in a WWE ring. So you're going to get all those fucking headlines. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I understand where AEW was going with this. They were looking for a crossover, you know, that crossover look. It's all good. You're not going to hit all the fucking time on this shit. But you got Tyson, a well-known person. It's going to give you something. You know what I'm saying? It's going to give you something. I mean, it wasn't better than the first time Tyson appeared in a, in a wrestling. Oh, definitely not. And it even wasn't better than his Hall of Fame speech. So my thing is, like, it's a fail to me because you just did, you didn't make the situation better. You didn't, like, yeah, Tyson was in the ring with you. Great. Like, my son couldn't wait to go smoke with you. He couldn't <laughs> wait to get out the ring and go smoke. I think I think they would have had more heads turned if they would have let Tyson just hit somebody. Exactly, because he caught Shawn Michaels, <laughs> knocked that motherfucker out. Shawn sold that. Yeah, but that, I think that's exactly what they needed. You know what I'm saying? They needed you know that knockout blow. But let's see what happens. I, I don't know if they're gonna go the whole Tyson versus Jericho route. I hope not. I hope the fuck not. I hope not, man. I hope not. I hope uh, Tyson just be like, yo, I'm going to have somebody else beat your ass, bro. I'm have somebody else coming for you. Yo, Adrian Bronner. Yo, yo, come to the ring right now, Adrian Bronner. What the fuck? <laughs> we go AB to the ring. Imagine. That would be nasty, bro. <laughs> yo, Adrian Bronner talking about he's back in the streets. He's a rapper again. No. I'm twin. All right, I'm twin now. All right, no. y'all don't want to give me my ten million to fight. I'm twin. All right, I'm no. a rapper now, and, and I might rob you. That's what he said. What? That's Brooklyn. That's nah, Brooklyn. he's from Cincinnati. Oh, where nigga? Act like he from Brooklyn. I think he's Cincinnati. <laughs> That's nasty. My whole life, I thought Adrian Broner was from Brooklyn. He's from Cincinnati. My whole life. That's nasty. He looked like right. on Millie, bro. Or Philly, yeah. I thought he was like from Philly or something. Yeah, alright. Yeah, shout to shout to my beard. Shout to Philly. Shout to. I look like I'm from Philly. <laughs> I look like a young freeway. Looking like a Porter Rock freeway over there. I miss the hood when I'm traveling. Get <laughs> when I'm traveling. traveling. <laughs> oh my God, those were the days, bro. What locks? The locks versus uh, state property. D block versus state property days. Oh yes. Yo, it's funny. I put up a a post for the verses. We got a lot of responses to that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Going going match for match with somebody. Yeah, like picture like let's say like like I would like to see like maybe like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart do it. Go match for match, like like going back and forth on their WrestleMania matches. WrestleMania or any matches, whatever their okay. top matches were. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could definitely see, like, 
That would be dope. They should do that shit. They should do that shit. It'd have to be like highlights of each. Nice little two minute highlights of each. Have have fucking gang grow go against PCO. <laughs> PCO go back to his mountain days. He's like, yo, you remember this? I, I became tag team champ. Yo, check this out. Yo, talk about <laughs> matches that were never televised. Like, yo, you had to be there. <laughs> you had to be there in Poughkeepsie. You had to be there in Poughkeepsie. Eighty five hundred. Shit was crazy. <laughs> and, they, and, and I had an open bar afterwards. It was crazy. <laughs> open bar came with the package. It was crazy. Yo. Oh, man. Can you imagine, like, Macho Man doing it and, like, introducing the matches? He's like, well, let me tell you this, brother. All right. So we was in Sacramento, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Nice lady. Nice yeah, beach. Uh, let me tell you something. 93,000 people. <laughs> I remember I hurt my hand smacking Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I hurt my hand and she, I wrestled. She didn't clean my boots. <laughs> Nigga put a T at the end of wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, RIP Macho, man. Boy, shout to Macho, man. Yo, word up. So, um... All right, so this week at Dynamite, right? Cody comes out with the title. Boom, boom, boom. Still looks the same. Still looks the same, yeah. So they're saying that, you know, hold on. Place is about to open. They're going to get it. They're going to get it done. All right, you know, before we get into that, I got a question for you. So one of the things that a lot of people were discussing about AEW, that they're kind of just lacking a bit. And this goes, you know, besides the whole uh, women's women's division that everybody talks about, but them not having big guys on their roster, like the monster on their roster and shit like that. Like Brian Cage? So now, okay, so now they have Brody Lee. They have Lance Archer. You know, they had already um, uh, the Dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the dinosaur there. You got Brian Cage. Okay, so you got a couple of guys. All good. But they all lose. (laughs) Like, I'm just just thinking, right? I'm like, all right, Lance Archer, he was – they call him Murderhawk. He was built to be, like, this indestructible person. Like, I thought, I was like, damn, you know what? What if they have Cody lose, like, in 10 seconds, bro, just because this nigga is just going to body this nigga, right? Doesn't happen. Cody wins clean in the middle of the ring. Moxley chokes out Brody Lee. And uh, Luchasaurus doesn't win the the ladder match. He's he's knocked out while, while the win is going down. But, you know... And then I, I start thinking, I'm like, damn. I was like, yo, like, how are they supposed to build these monsters back up? Like, how are they supposed to build a Lance Archer again after losing a Cody? Because from what I see, I, it looks like Cody could just kind of, like, go with the punches and maybe start turning a little heelish. Because he's going against Jungle Boy next. Because Jungle Boy won a battle royal in order to be the first person to, to go against Cody for that title. And I'm like, where does Brody Lee go from here? 
he was billed as like the one. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like like his build was was pretty big. He steals the title when when I saw him steal the title from Moxley, I was like, all right, you know what? He's gonna lose. I was like, he's gonna lose. I was hoping he was gonna win. That's why I said I thought he was gonna win. I was hoping for him to win, but when I seen him steal the title, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see him winning whatsoever. He doesn't have his two right hands over there. You know, his, I mean, his right and his left with uh, Evil Uno and the other dude. And I'm like, damn, like, where where do they go from here? Like, how do they keep the character strong? I hope they don't bury or not bury. I hate that stupid term. Yeah. But I, I hope Brian Cage doesn't lose against Moxley. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know about Brody and the source. <laughs> the source. I mean, yeah, that dude, like, he's big, but... And he's talented, but I don't know. He needs to get out that little gimmick of his. I don't really like it. He has, um, to, stop, he has to stop being. Uh... Yeah, like take the mask off, yo, bro. Take the fucking mask off. All right, let's <laughs> take you off. All right, and I, like this character. You know what it could be like. Remember in Dodgeball when the guy thought he was a pirate? Yo, yes. <laughs> Hey, asshole, and he gets hit with the fucking milkshake. <laughs> You're not a pirate. <laughs> and then he came back at the end like, uh, yeah, my name is Bob. <laughs> with, with, a, with a haircut. Like, is that you, pirate? <laughs> Steve the pirate. <laughs> Steve the pirate. Yes. But yeah, like, I mean, honestly, out of the three, I, I feel like Brian Cage just has the, the most potential to fucking dominate as a big man. Um but Open, man. see what happens, bro. Like I get I get what you're saying. You know, they all lost on one night. So it was kind of weird. <laughs> all the big men lost on one night, but I don't know. I don't know if if the if the fans caught that. You know what I'm saying? Like as it being like kind of a big deal. Like, you know, like oh all the big men lost. I mean that is that is a that is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, and um, I just think all right. So, with the debut of the revival, right? No, yeah. What? Tell me, RFC. What was it? Uh, FTR. They've been known as FTR for you know when when it was in WWE it was forever the revival. Um. But that FTR thing started with the Young Bucks because they used to say, fuck the revival. Like, them and Cody. This is my fuck the revival. Like, fuck these niggas. These niggas is whack. Fuck them niggas. That's why everybody thought that they were going to attack them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is, but this is where I'm getting at. So, there's a lot of, like, everybody's trying to look into, yo, people were, like, dissecting this episode of Dynamite. So... When Cody was doing his promo, he holed up the four like this, right? And everybody knows his coaches are in Anderson, blah, blah, blah. The Revival, after the night's over, takes a picture with the Brain Busters. Fucking Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, they hold up the four. Mm. So people are like, yo, are we starting to see, you know, seeds being planted for uh, a four horsemen rebuild? 
to be honest, Cody and the Revival together look like the Horsemen. They look like Horsemen. You know what I'm saying? They look like what the Horsemen were in the 80s. Okay. Is, is it this hard to come up with fucking content that these guys got a remix? I just feel like everything is always being remixed within pro wrestling. Almost so, nothing is new, bro. But the I think four Horsemen in your first year? Dude, he said he wanted to destroy the Attitude Era and came back with Tyson. Yeah, came back with Tyson, and he's fucking winning the fucking the, the TNT belt. So I, I think this could really start a great storyline, though. Who will be the fourth member? That, I, I, haven't really, I haven't really thought about it too much, but they would need, like, an impact player for the fourth member. But what I'm trying to get at right now is, Cody, I've said this the whole time from when he first left WWE and he went to Japan first and he was the surprise new member of the Bullet Club. I'm like, damn, Cody in the Bullet Club? I was like, all right, he had a cool vignette and shit. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. So when he came out, I ain't get no type of vibe of Bullet Club. Then he gets cool with Kenny and the Bucks. I'm like, yo, this shit still doesn't look right. You know what I'm saying? And now in AEW, He's kind of, like, leaned away from the Young Bucks and Kenny. Like, the elite is more the Bucks and Kenny. The Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman Page. You know what I'm saying? That's more the elite. Cody's kind of like his own thing. For sure. So, how they just swarmed in, helped them, that could just build into something where Cody could be, like, a mastermind or something and just attacking the elite. And they could run a story for a while. They got a singles belt they could run with. They could put Kenny Omega in a prominent storyline. Not nothing to do with the with the with the big title just yet, but just something so we could see Kenny a little more. I feel like for people who are like fanatics of AEW and just people in general that, that love pro wrestling will love to see Kenny Omega in the forefront again. So Kenny Omega beefing with uh Cody. Like, like Kenny Omega, Cody, like Cody just beefing with the elite, but just having Kenny there as well. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it'll be dope. I like that. Yeah, I, I need Kenny to, you know, be the best again. Yeah, because a lot a lot of the shit that we're seeing, and then this could play in for Cody because Cody's a VP, and he could just play into like, yo, I made this title so I could have one. Because he can't, you know, like he can't, he can't challenge for the main title. He can't challenge challenge for the main title yet. So what he do? He made one. Hey, I got a fucking title. Hey, how you doing? You know, like what the yeah, fuck? I took my, my cup cap off. Hey, forget about it. That's yeah. it. Got another strap to it. I wrote red. I wrote TNT. <laughs> I just think I, I think this would be dope. Like they have to start using their main players for something, but while they're doing that, they can't take they can't really take away from who they're trying to build. And right now, like their main I think one of their main focuses should actually be on the tag team titles. They have a really, really fucking good tag team division. They have right now, um, 
Well, the champions are Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page. They're oh, yeah. Yeah. That's but right. then you have you have the Lucha Brothers. Yes. You have now the FTR, the Revival. You have the Young Bucks there. You know what I'm saying? You got Santana and Ortiz. You got SCU. You even got a makeshift tag team with uh, Kip Sabian and and fucking Lloyd Christmas. Like, well, you know, Lloyd Christmas being Jimmy Havoc. He looks just like the motherfucker. But um, they have a really good, solid tag division. They have six teams they could really build around and really go back and forth, like have great matches. So I think they need to utilize that a little bit more going in now that Hangman Page is going to be around. I know that the the coronavirus really, you know, kind of like, you know, had, had, a, had a stranglehold on everything, everything in the world, yeah. you know. But now I think they need to, like, build on that. They need to build on the women's division a little more. Uh, but this is, this is stuff that everybody knows. This is stuff that everybody talks about hand in hand. But I think a storyline with going back to Cody and the Bucks and all that, it's different. They've never beefed before. They've always been friends. Why not make that happen? Honestly, like, that would be, yeah, that would be the dope dope way to go. You know? I feel like that, that'll be fire. I feel like that'll be fire. Yeah, I mean, let's let's see what happens with your boys, man. The revive, the revive, the revive. Not a fan of those guys neither. Huh. Well, it looks like HBO Max is a fan of AEW, though. As you can see, the <laughs> the ring post had that big HBO Max uh, logos on them. I mean, boxing does it. Fucking NBA yeah. advertisements on their damn jerseys. But this, this is what I'm saying. It's like, yo. I'm hoping that AEW fans are ready for this. You know, like, they got to pay the bills. They got to pay these fucking wrestlers to be there. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to have sponsors and you got to shout out, do a little promo, yo, don't don't hate on seeing that HBO Max on the fucking, on the ring post. I, I honestly don't think that. All sports do it. I mean, look at the fucking outfield, home run, and fucking... Um, Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Remember how they had the nobody beats the wind sign? <laughs> yeah, they have like 20 advertisements back there now. Nice. Like, it is what it is. Fucking get your bread. Exactly, exactly. You know, that's another, the HBO Max is pretty fire. I'm actually going to get on it, man. They got they got a lot of shit there, bro. That's actually pretty fire. They got a lot of shit there, man. Yeah, I need to... Uh... I need to get back into um into AEW. Kind of fell off with them a little bit. It's gonna get it's gonna get good, man. You gotta get on it. It's gonna get good, baby. I don't hear nothing about like a war anymore, right? There's no Wednesday night wars anymore. And listen, bro. The only ones that's making it a war, I think, are the the hardcore fans of each. Or maybe just like the really like hardcore AEW WWE haters, like they're making it into a war. Like yo, like let's just right now, it, this time more than any time, like enough with the criticism. 
know what I'm saying? Of course, there's going to be shit that you don't like. That is fucking cool, bro. That is cool. But if you really hate some shit that WWE is doing, or you really hate some shit that AEW is doing, like, don't watch it. Like, I understand. We, you know, we, we, give, we give what we think about the product. But I, that, I, I've never said I'm going to stop watching shit. I never said that, you know, I hate it so much. Oh, this shit is whack. This is why I watch this more. Nah, nigga, I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to watch all this shit. There's, of course, come on, man. Even, even my favorite shows, there was fucking episodes I ain't really like or I ain't really hit like, like the other episode. Yeah. You know, that show wasn't The Wire because every fucking episode hit, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, season three or two? The one with the docs and the fucking... No, season two? Season two was fire, bro. My favorite season. I no, it wasn't my favorite season of the wire, but I liked it though. Yeah. You know? I fucks with it. I mean it's one of my favorite shows. That season one is just masterpiece. Shout out to Bodie though, bro. To Bo oh yeah. Shout out to Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I was like hitting my sister up. And she would like she wasn't returning my text, so I sent her a gif of of Omar. <laughs> and he never like hugged up, and this is like an Omar. <laughs> Remember the light skin cat that they that they killed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Omar's Omar's boyfriend, bro. Yeah, son, that's just fire. Yo, you signing else, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Ozark right now. That should be putting me to sleep every fucking night. I don't know. Everybody's talking about Ozark is like the flyest shit in the world, B. Why I watched it. I'm we just we're about to start season three now. Like <laughs> season three of you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I fall asleep every fucking night. My bro's sick of it. Oh my gosh. She's like, let's just get another show, bro. You're you're fucking Dude. you're a dick. Started watching that uh that Epstein. Ooh. Jeffrey Epstein back. Yes, yes. He's a sick, sick, sick bastard. Sick fuck, bro. Sick ass human. Did everything for clout. <laughs> Some nasty clout to have. <laughs> nasty clout, bro. He just wanted to be fucking cool with, with all the elites. That's what it was. He did anything. He was in the fucking junior high schools picking up shorties, bro. Nasty. Shit. Yeah, shit is nasty, nasty. Yeah, man, yo, you've been hearing anything you like or what? Uh yeah. my 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 nigga Freddie Gibbs. Gibbs. He dropped an album with Alchemist. Nice. And that album is sounding. Woof. Sounding right, sounding right. The album is Yo, you know it was mad funny when I was uh when I was looking around to see like you know all the new shit that just came out. I seen that Pete Rock did an album with Camp Low. Really? Yeah. Like recent? Yeah. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, my G. But I definitely think we should play something off that uh, Alfredo. Album Freddie Gibbs Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. What you got? Um, that look at me joint is fire. Shit, you can play that fucking Frank Lucas joint. 
Benny. Busher. That shit. Yo, Benny. Benny got bars, bro. My my son Freddie Gibbs go off. You could you could play that 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 intro. I, I've been I've been listening to Freddie Gibbs for quite some time though, bro. I haven't. I honestly haven't. Like I really first album I ever listened to of his, like where I paid attention was Bandana, the one that just came out. And yeah. Like that that I think it was his first like real solo album that ESGN. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that was like when he was rolling with Jeezy and shit. And I I thought I thought Freddie Gibbs was fire. You know what I'm saying? He he didn't really get that much respect at that moment. I like a lot of people didn't really think he was all that. And I know like he went away for like a year or two, maybe three, before he put out another project. Yeah. And he started he started to get, he started getting a lot of traction and today, but I've always listened to Freddie Gibbs. I thought Freddie Gibbs was fire. Yeah, he always he got some nice beats, like nice soulful. Um and he just be rapping, bro. He can rap. Like he can rap. His slick talk and his flow and all that, like, he got it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I would say um either we play that Frank Lucas joint, play that nineteen eighty five joint. We'll play we'll play the Frank Lucas joint. We'll play the Frank Lucas joint. Just play the whole <laughs> Now I'll play that Frank Lucas joint, man. And um yeah man, this was uh god damn episode one oh six damn one oh six yeah my nigga I'm losing count because we're getting into them triple digits bro damn if we in one oh six that's crazy we've been in this fucking this quarantine shit for like fucking nine weeks <laughs> ten weeks my nigga, we been on quarantine, yo, and th- and it doesn't even count the the conversation Fridays we've been doing too. Killing it, man. Oof. Yeah, man. Ten weeks, bro. Creta. Yeah, since episode ninety six, bro. Wow! Look at that. Shit is wild, man. Shit is wild. But we still here. The pandemic, 96. Holy shit. We still here. We still here. March 14th. That was the week before. Dude, that was the week before. We just kept it, you know. We, we, had to, we had to keep it. We had to go a little earlier than that week, bro. About to hit June 1st, boy. Yeah, I know, man. Time is... But um, once again, I would just like to say R.I.P. Mr. George Floyd. We're here with you. We're hoping for justice and hoping for no more lives being taken carelessly the way many lives have been taken carelessly before. But we know this is this is life, man. This is uh, this is a fucked up normality that we have going on in the world today. It's not only in America; it's in a lot of other different countries as well, man. If it doesn't have to do with color, race, or who you love, you know what I'm saying. Indeed, bro. And city's about to open up like June 
eighth or some shit like that. The second week, then it was like the fourteenth they were talking about. Yeah, it's gonna happen before that. Oof. I, well, I'm staying in until July. Yeah, me too. At least July. Um, but yeah, man, be safe out there, bro. Word up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking, it's real. It's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. Don't matter if you Run, but you can't have forever. Um, Don't matter if you're six feet or eight one. For real. Um, yeah, man, just stay safe out there. Just, again, always love who you love. You never know when it's your time to go, man. And in 2020, that shit could happen tomorrow. Word up. So RP those that we lost and for y'all motherfuckers protesting, hold your head. Uh, I'm not a protester. Be smart <laughs> out there, man. Just do what you gotta do. I'm not a protester, but from my balcony, I'll fucking I'll be throwing Mazatov cocktails. <laughs> Police. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode 106 of the 20 podcast. How long was he on this shit for? Who? How long is this episode? I have no idea yet. Pretty but long. this was episode 106, and we are your host, Nathan McFly Wit. So, nigga Woodrow, be safe out there, peoples. Yes. Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Shout out Los Boricuas. And if Savio, if you listening, Theo Savio, we need you on the show, baby. Yo, word. Shout out to all my Dominicans in Washington Heights, making sure that he's is purple. And making sure it's still the same 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Might just spill over you. Peace. Can't try it, baby. Can't try it, baby. Yeah. You niggas snitching, getting time shape. Sold a book on my Boost Mobile, I boost the crime wave. Telling all my hoes that I love them, I'm playing mind games. When bitches after your last dollar, they take your last name. I'm buried to this shit, jumped up off the porch, then I jumped the room. Bunny rabbit gang, we be robbing shit like the romper room. Catch a Uber or a Lizzie, I sent the Brissick. The feds wanna turn the witness, I plead defensive. Been smoking since 13, I fried my brain, so I ain't never stressing. I can't hold no grudges, Michael Thomas, bitch, I'm catching blessings. Police trying to catch me, ain't gonna catch me riding without my weapon. Panoramic roof off on that coupe, I look like George Jetson. Space Ghost, fitting all, got a gas mask when I make dope. I done seen a lot of OGs catch a table habit trying to taste dope. I just got another case smoke, call my lawyer, hit him with the pesos. Gotta cook a bird with a J state, gotta play play for the eight yo. Since a youngin', I'm too legit to quit. I treat this bitch shit like my kinship, but since I set the fridge, I had the strap, she took the charge, I took that bitch on the trip. Throwing a friend, jumped on the boat, I fucked them both, shit was lit, shit was lit. Train my soul to keep this Lord, lay me down. SWAT team, my machine gun, or grenade me down. And if they do, tell my people, just hold my babies down. Nigga, we need to go back to pages like it's the 80s now. Yeah. Fuck rap, bitch, I'm popping off a of poppy seed. My name, cocaine, they ain't gonna put me in the nominees. Since Gangsta Gears brought back the bars, I see a lot of me. Niggas, this my 
my sons, I wish they mamas would've swallowed these, nigga. Capping ass, nigga. GZ used to say, boy, you want rapping ass, nigga. I said, I'm shipping packs, I don't need no advance, nigga. Niggas thought I took a loss, but I jumped off, then I got richer. Shit is funny when you think about it. Rolex too big, I took the link about it. Frank Lucas, I hit the closet, pulled a link about it. Living this life, pussy dream about it. Very okay. new ratchet, let the fans tell it. Apparently a magnet. Gucci hoodie smell like kerosene and ashes. Don't get carried away. I pin up and look how carefully I stack it. Got you in fans check buried in the mattress. We the Yankees on a pennant run. You need a soldiers. I heard you rented some. Telling war stories and you ain't been in none. But look what I converted to. From letting burners loose out convertibles. My bitch gon' be the driver for a person too. Nah, my finger never could point. You know pussy best when it's moist. Got a hammer. And a brick from a plug I met in the joint Miami, Super Bowl weekend I got head in the Royce We chasing cheddar, of course I wouldn't care if it's Deutsch It was either law school or dog food If I was making y'all moves We all lose Make these sucker niggas pay Those was all rules You gon' need more guns and lucky horseshoes Never took an L but a few lost a mind New law of downtown and this view was hard to find Sold lines to abusers and I'm abused y'all with lines I'm in this black thing, heme just a few cars behind I bought two of everything, they said dude lost his mind Two gold Cubans like I'm trying too hard to shine Fuck two whips, want a coupe that's too small to drive Two car garage, two broad massage yeah. Niggas think I be front, but I just be talking that real shit. I don't expect anybody to feel it though. Cause y'all niggas not really like that. Like I talk that shit. But this not I got from the district. I'm shopping for Christian. I'm in Vegas dripping in jewelry. I got from the district. They say hustling like a disease. I'ma die with the symptoms. Put 300 grams on a brick. Cut the pie in the sixes. The butcher coming, nigga. Oh. Mm-hmm.